0: Outkick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton. If you're watching on YouTube through the new channel, we appreciate you. Outkick 360's new YouTube channel streaming live every single day, plus new content posted after we go live. You can be alerted to that by hitting that bell. After you subscribe to the channel, you ring the bell, and we alert you anytime we post new content there. You can also... Take advantage of a great offer by subscribing to uh, the YouTube channel through OutKick360. You can go to OutKick.com and become a VIP, OutKick.com slash VIP360, 30% off VIP right now by subscribing on the YouTube channel and going to OutKick.com slash VIP360, 30% off becoming a VIP at the site, exclusive content. You've seen the commercials, heard the commercials. Uh, where we run the promo uh, that we did uh, from Yeehaw back in March. Um, here is to doing some other big events in the coming weeks and months ahead for the summer and all the opportunities through the VIP options. Um, Preds start the playoffs tonight in Carolina. Rv Arvidson, he is back. And we get to see if the Preds can steal one of two games. That's the goal here: flip home home ice, uh, and come back to Nashville on Friday with a series that's tied 1-1. If that's the case, and 12,000 are able or will be in attendance at Bridgestone, crank it up because they—if they can get one of two games in Carolina, they've got a great chance, I think, of winning the series.
1: David Reed excited uh, that RV, his dog's, and uh, Lindsey's dog's namesake, is going to be eligible in playing. My biggest question is, we all know the obvious, UC Soros has to play great. I mean, any, every hockey NHL playoff series can turn on the play of the goalie when they get hot. So we know that that's a given, that UC Soros has to continue what he's done since March 15th, which has been the best goalie in the NHL if the Preds are going to pull the upset and win this series. My question, guys, with this team is, they know the formula. They showed it in that clinching win against Carolina in Nashville just a couple weeks ago. You limit their slot opportunities. You you put pressure on them. You get great goalie play. My question is, are they capable of doing that four times in this series? I don't know. And I don't
0: know if they are against this team. I don't know what Carolina was playing for in either of those two games. Yeah, that's a
1: good point. No, so I,
0: I, I can't put no, a
1: full strength in a playoff. You know, They know what to do. Can they do it? Do they have the guns to do it? Especially when their two highest-paid forwards don't do anything for them. They've got to do I more can't. I win. can't
2: get that excited because those games didn't mean that much to, to both. Didn't mean the same amount to both sides. Soros, 941 save percentage since March 18th. Soros last year against Arizona, 895. Hasn't proven it in the playoffs Huge layoff
1: though, because of yes. COVID yep. leading into that. So it was almost like starting the season. But over. that's
2: the evidence you have. And then I go to Duchesne, who you're talking about there, Chad, who's like a third liner now, a guy that you did not sign and you are not paying at a rate for that role who said recently, it's been a weird stretch almost since I got here in terms of weird bounces. I do not want to hear a damn thing about your weird bounces, Matt. You have got to step up and play like the guy they signed you to be in this series. And uh, while all these other guys whose games have risen, to the occasion, down the stretch for this team, maintain their levels, mm-hmm. which are a lot closer to the level that you're supposed to be at. Everybody needs to to rise. And if you're not at that level, I just don't know that uh, that this team's going to achieve,
1: overachieve. Forsberg,
0: Johansson, Duchesne, Arvidsson, got to bring it
1: they got to be Have used. to bring
0: it ahead of, of – you're right. We're, this is like saying, oh, if the team can stay healthy, they can do X, right. Y, Z. Soros has to play great. We, we know that. Um, Carolina has has used a, a couple different goaltenders throughout the year. The difference is Carolina plays great in front of their goaltender. The, the, the Preds have to do that. How, how many times have we come in over the last three weeks, even during some of the wins – and they allow that three-goal stretch where they're up 3-0 and all of a sudden it's tied 3-3. Preds end up winning some of those matchups in overtime, but you have screenshots. Yeah, we put up those screenshots
1: with three guys in alone on the the, goalie. That
0: can't happen against the Hurricanes this week.
1: Yeah, Luke Cunningham's a good story at 23 years old, but he can't be the one leading your offensive charge the way he has uh, in many games in the in the back half of this season. Or let him lead it, but he can lead
2: it by a little bit. Those other guys have to be up there right. with him. He and, can't be a solo act.
1: And I'm with you, Paul. I know that Matt Duchesne's battled injuries, and that's unfortunate for this season and has led to, to the lack of stats. But I would really love for Matt Duchesne to say, I'm getting paid top dollar to put the biscuit in the basket. I need to start doing that more. I'm not going to lay out any excuses. That needs to, That needs to happen for us in this series, if we're going to advance, I'd love to hear more of that from him, regardless of what he thinks about puck luck. And bounces. Or bounces and how it's gone this season. Are there, are are there big-time
2: guys around the league talking so much about puck luck and bounces?
0: I've heard that for years. I mean, it's just part of the... So again, I guess it's just a It's a crutch excuse that shouldn't be validated as much as it is and he may Not be right i just don't want to hear it
1: yes be quiet and i don't think well, any i don't think any fan wants there to are hear lucky it.
0: bounces right there are lucky bounces in the sport but that can't be one of your go-to reasons for why you lost a series well, or i don't
2: hear him serving. talking about it when they get fortunate bounces
0: <laughs> right well and it's that's the point yeah you're right i i think it's healthy
1: to have a certain bit of selfishness when you're the highest paid forward on your team when you're making eight million dollars a year and there's guys making less than a million that are outperforming you statistically. I'm watching this Formula F1 drive to survive on Netflix, which I highly recommend. It's great. Those teammates hate each other. There's two drivers for every team, and they're not happy when their teammate wins because they want to justify their money they're making on that team, and they're driving the same car. So when you're driving the same car and you're not winning and the other guy is, that's a direct indictment on you. If I'm Matt Duchesne, or I'm one of these guys, Johansson, that's making this much money, when other guys that are younger and hungrier are scoring and driving the offense, that's a direct indictment on you. Now, I'm not saying be angry for your teammate when they score or do something right, but there has to be some pride in that also, right? If you're the one that's That's being paid to produce and paid to put the biscuit in the basket, I think it's healthy to be a little bit miffed when you're not the one producing at that level. And you need those guys to be that selfish in a series like this if you're going to pull off the shot. You say, if he's doing it, I
2: damn well better be doing it because it's supposed to be the other way around. The kid's supposed to be looking at you, trying to match your level.
0: Well, can the Preds match that defensive quality that Carolina can have in front of the net? You know, again, can they, can they make this can – they, can they muck it up? Can they muddy the waters a bit and be the more physical team? If they can, they can win the series. Because they're playing. We mentioned we don't know what Carolina was playing for at the end of the year. They're, they're a one seed. They're really good. The Preds in Vegas, among the worst odds in the league, if not, the, I haven't seen the updated ones this morning, they may be the worst odds in the league to win the cup uh, among the, the teams available. But they have been playing really good hockey as of late over the last month. Month and a half. So, uh, can can that carry over to a series and an opponent that you know really well?
2: Starts in goal. Uh, we've talked, yes. uh, you know, and this is a team that's had good goaltending throughout its existence, really.
0: And they have it now. And
2: and how many playoff series have they won because of a goalie standing on his head and and really just taking it away from the other team? Not
1: a lot. I think twenty-seven and one is the record from March 15th on in in the back half of the season. Um, If someone says they can't do it or they can't go on a run, St. Louis Blues 2019. To me, that's the example. They got a goalie who got hot. They were the worst team in hockey. They changed coaches was the difference. They got hot at the right time. They went on a run. They won the Stanley Cup. That's a very recent example of what could happen for the Preds if they ride this hot streak. Because, Hutton, you mentioned it. What was Carolina playing for in that game? Not much. What has Nashville been playing for since March? Everything. Playoffs. They've, they've been a playoff team since March, so does that help them going into this series? And Paul, as you said, we'll, get a, we'll start layoff. to know tonight.
0: And, and I think you, Paul brought up a great point last week a about week. Not, knowing, week. Yeah, we, not knowing exactly when game one would be. When they finally announced it, you've got a, lot, a, a long layoff here without the momentum. so
2: That's a challenge.
0: Yeah, how much does that factor into getting everything going energy-wise tonight in Carolina?
2: This other thing that we've talked about with the young guys doing well, you got Jano and Olivier and Tolvanen and Trennan and on and on. Um, they've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys that have appeared in le- and at least ten games, uh, rookies. Tied with the Blackhawks, this is according to Adam Vingan, for the most in the league. And they all have done good things, right? Look to have solid futures. So, Vingan took this in a mailbag. Why didn't they go with these guys early? You know, we were kind of talking about you had to choose between the youth movement or kind of sticking with it. Well, it turns out that the youth movement was the way to go in terms of getting where they wanted to go. And so the question is, why didn't they go with it? They put it on hold until the injuries came out. And the younger, hungrier, hungrier players, if they had been in the, in the lineup sooner, this team might be in better standing and not be playing against somebody as good as Carolina in the beginning. Did they? Did they... Did Poyle kind of mismanage this thing and not believe in these kids as much as they should have, considering what they did when they got their chances?
1: I think it's easy to second-guess that, but you could also make the argument that he put them in at exactly the right time based on the finish of the season. That he was waiting to see until it was time if they they could get a spark. And then they came in and gave the spark, and it worked out because they got the playoffs. Well, they came in because of injuries, really.
0: Yeah. They and came in, it, and the, the younger players, I think it's important to keep in mind, had not played in a while. You know, it, you didn't have the AHL in 2020, so you didn't have the – I mean, they they had an extremely long layoff. We know how long it took Tolvin to get going. It's not like they didn't try to play him. Yeah, his
2: track was a lot it's slower than slow. we initially expected.
0: Um so but but I also think they brought in some vets in the off season and you go with the vets first um and, and see where that leads you. And ultimately, would you like to be the one seed? Yes. I mean, you you want to be where Carolina is. But you're still going to play Carolina, Florida and Tampa Bay if you're the 4. Like you you know you're you're playing ahead of your three really good teams either way. So it they got in their their story isn't fully written yet. I think if they missed the playoffs, I would buy into needing to inject the youth movement a little earlier than what they did.
1: Yeah, if they the were Dallas, that, for instance, right, they just missed the playoffs, right. then your second guess is this. spot on.
0: Yes, and he may he may have uh, written the response to this mailbag prior to the the playoffs being set and knowing that they were in. Uh the vingan I'm saying. My my overall point is I they're in and how much do we reference the Titans starting five and O last year? The, the the Preds started slow and now they're heating up at the right time. The Titans were unbeaten to start, playing great, and then, you know, got kicked around at Green Bay, on national TV, and they got pushed around by Baltimore, in the playoffs. So, and nearly lost on the road against Houston and Deshaun Watson in the final week, yeah, in a shootout. So. The Preds are playing really strong right now. Can they carry that into a top team? I mean, I think
2: to your point, for the Titans, we remember mostly Baltimore. I, and I don't know if we focus much on where they were strong and where they were weak during the regular season. It's all about that they got the eleven wins, they got the home field, and they
1: blew it. And if you're Baltimore, so now, what do you remember right. from the year before? Right, Tennessee. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. because they had a great season. Best Lamar regular Jackson's season MVP. Record. Yeah, and then they get right. they get kicked around in the playoffs. So so based on, do, based on what the Preds do,
2: Based on what the Preds do in this series, I don't think we're gonna. If they go in and get kicked around, I don't think we're gonna say, boy, they had a great second half no, to the, no, to the regular right. season. We're going to say, ultimately, they didn't measure up to Carolina in any way, shape, or form. And we kind of had a feeling for that throughout the regular season. And but to they,
0: they, but start of the season, they had very inconsistent goaltending. Their play on the back end defensively was not anywhere close to good.
2: No, they were flat. So,
0: team. you know, now they've found their goaltender, and they they have injected the youth – i think at the right time um the question is are they ready to take that when when the preds made the playoff the 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 cup run not the playoff run the cup run they had a roster of what 25 28 and that that group of roster players 10 through 25 all played significant roles for them throughout that run where you had some really big goals you know, Mika Salamaki stepped up and, and had a, a big moment that won them a game. Colin Wilson had a hat trick in one of these games on their way to the, the cup. They're, gonna the young, Sissons. Sissons, Sissons, yeah. they're, they're going to need the Colton Sissons. Um, Colton Sissons, They're going to need these younger players, the Perrier, Harper, Janot. They're going to need these guys to step up. But ultimately, it goes back to what we just discussed. Is Sorrow is still the man at, at the percentage that you're reading off, Paul? 94%. 941
2: as opposed to 895 in the playoffs after and the layoff last year.
0: will Forsberg and Johansson and Arvison and Duchesne step up and be the players and the core pieces that you that we expect them to be? If not, they'll, they'll be out of the series. The athletic, they'll be out of the
1: series quickly.
2: The Athletic, which has uh, you know, a hockey backbone, started kind mm-hmm. of as a hockey site first because they felt like hockey was underserved. Had five experts picking every series. Uh, only went three-two, Hurricanes. So, I mean that nationally, people are thinking that the Predators have a chance in this series.
0: Oh, two of the riders you say picked the so Preds these are the national series. riders, these aren't yeah. local or okay. national hockey people. Yeah, I I I just can't wait to see the energy that the, that the Preds come out with and like it. You because can
1: see that energy on CNBC. Which is not your common stopping spot.
0: CNBC, but also you'd Valley Sports. sports you go
2: straight from Stock Tips and Shark Tank into the Preds.
0: It will, there go is a local tonight. broadcast. The Preds as well. being mm-hmm. on CNBC, though,
1: is a great segue to something I want to hit quickly. And we can do that after the break. Okay.
0: Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts, OutKick360. You can also join us in the chat on YouTube, OutKick360's new YouTube channel. Stay with us across the network. Outkick 360 and the Tennessee Power Hour. Our thoughts on the Tennessee Titans rookie minicamp in just a moment.
1: So I got called a boomer a bunch of times over the weekend. It sucks. Because I said that Tennessee and Arkansas, number one versus number four in the country in college baseball, only being on a cable TV channel one time over the weekend is not a good sign for college baseball being anything other than a niche sport, which it is right now. And then we're talking about the Preds on CNBC. There's a reason that professional sports leagues or any league that is financially viable wants their biggest games on television when it comes to live sporting events. It's because it works. The NFL is not running to put the Super Bowl on streaming regardless of how popular streaming has become. And the fact that you have one versus four in a sport and exactly one game is on SEC Network and that's it is not a great sign for the sport. I don't care if it's on ESPN+. Plus. I don't care if you think I'm old or other people are because they don't want to go to the ESPN app to find a game. There's a reason the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, they put their playoffs and biggest games on television. It's because television is still viable. For these what were, they,
0: what were they airing on across the ESPN networks? I mean, oh, they
1: had, I know uh, they had
0: NBA playoff uh, or play-in type games uh, for the finale of the regular season. But what's going on on ESPN two on? I, I don't know. There was a, well, uh, there was another college baseball game okay. in the SEC. There was an Indiana
1: Michigan baseball game one day I think on one of the ESPNs. Uh, the game that Tennessee won with the walk-off three-run homer was on SEC Network on Saturday. Look, it was a good series. Um, I, I will say that there's a certain level of uh, drama off the field and on field with Tennessee. What's the big fight that's, about? That's, uh, well, that's, I don't know, but the, Tony Vitello said something to the coach about something off the field. He admitted it. He said, I, took, I, I picked the wrong time. They had just lost and I wanted to bring up something off the field I was not happy about. And he said, and that's when words exchanged and our guys were chirping with their guys. There's a, an honesty with Tony Vitello in Tennessee that's refreshing and an outlaw-type spirit with that team. And with college baseball, the trash talk. Hutton, you love Dana White in UFC for this reason. There is a UFC feel to college baseball right now because teams talk so much trash, which I don't remember seeing as much in the past. Still not a big college baseball guy. Still only saw the highlights of Tennessee-Arkansas this weekend. Didn't watch anything live. But I stand by my point that It's not a good look when one of the three games in the biggest series of the weekend is on SEC network and no other ESPN network. That shows you how ESPN and networks value your product during the regular season. All right, Boomer. I, I just
2: love, I mean, I'm not close to a baby Boomer. I'm significantly older than you. People toss it off without knowing what it means, and now it's become acceptable. Like, I've called people on it, and they're like, oh, you don't get it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I actually do get it. You don't get it. Like, let's uh, find an applicable out, uh, insult and lay it on me. But don't use one that you don't know what it means.
1: Well, it's uh, I just laugh. It was uh, Ricky, uh, a loyal follower of our show.
0: Spikeball champions. The uh, championship was on against Tennessee, Arkansas. There you go. Spikeball championship. Sorry, well
1: I, But, again, it's just funny when I'm called a boomer. Because the game's not on TV, and that's not a good sign for your league. And I'm thinking, well, the NFL's a bunch of boomers. The NBA's a bunch of boomers. The NHL's a bunch of boomers. Major League Baseball's a bunch of boomers. Because they're not streaming their biggest games and their biggest products. They're on television. There's a reason that games are on television, and not everything well, is don't on the, streaming. Can't
2: you get those sh- streamed? Like, I mean, you have to subscribe to something. They're not going to stream them for free. Well, they're free. on both. Yes, yeah, both. I mean, both you, can watch,
1: you can watch the March Madness right. on both Yeah. with the March Madness app. So but do you guess where they are about?
2: first? All right. Television. Television. So you want them streamed but not on TV? That makes no sense. Like, if it's streamed, no, it's, someone, it's, it's streamed. it's someone
1: defending the honor of college baseball, acting like it's a bigger deal than it is, like Ricky and so many other people. And I'm giving you an example. Here's why it's not as big of a deal as maybe it should be. Spite if ball. you love college baseball, you should agree with me. There were a lot of Tennessee fans Demand chiming it. in on Twitter saying, You're right. This is, a, this is a series that every game should have been on one of the ESPN stations. They can flex schedule if they really want. But people say, well, the TV schedule's done. Of course they You can. could make it happen. Spike you ball. could take off Spikeball if you wanted to. You've got a put big one contract Spikeball. is Spike up and coming. But they don't rate well. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. Or these games just don't, don't rate that well.
0: Titans Minicamp rated well based on reaction to uh, people commenting on Twitter over the weekend, Paul. I was following along from Atlanta. Uh, if you're looking for the best news and notes, go to PaulKoharski.com. He's got the, the everything listed on things he, he was allowed to observe and actually report on. Um, and the, the biggest notes that we'll bring up here are comments made after a practice, uh, not about what was going on during the boring practice. Um, but uh, A couple of questions I have, Paul, just off of reading your coverage. First, uh, Elijah Molden was there, but then was slow. He was there.
2: He was not. He was not uh, around during warm-ups and individual and stuff. Then all of a sudden, he was there with a coach. So he's not full speed. Standing deep uh, during seven on seven, which was the final drill. Then he went up to participate in three, maybe four snaps. Looked very ginger uh, running. He's got some kind of a leg
0: injury. He's working through something. Initially, I
2: thought he had some kind of brace or tape on his lower left leg. You know, my eyes sometimes are not good. I I moved to get as close as I could to look, and uh, actually, it's a tattoo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really wish you would have said that it was a brace, though, and got people all worked
0: up and it was a tattoo. I was Um, ready
2: to write down, like, something on his left leg, and I'm like, that looks funny.
0: While we're talking uh, position groups, Caleb Farley just stood around.
2: I didn't even notice him out there. I think he was inside the whole time. Uh, Vrabel doesn't believe in guys standing around and taking mental reps, so he said he was doing rehab.
0: And he was available to the media afterwards, but yes, uh, but he, he's in the building. But he's he was not uh, doing available to the media to tell us building.
1: about how he was doing rehab. Rashad Weaver not available to the media. I'm guessing no. We talked to three. That's guys. That's, that's the biggest note is that they commented publicly. Uh, other yep. than a statement yeah. on, on Rashad Weaver, with uh, Vrabel
2: said, you know, he doesn't feel like they need to change anything scouting wise. Uh, you know that things are going to happen, that they take the allegations very seriously, but that uh, you know uh, that they address such things uh, as as they come up, as they as they have to, and they'll let things play out.
0: Kalijah Lipscomb sucked.
2: This <laughs> is terrible. Uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, Vandy. I mean, he's, a tri- of, he's a tryout player for the Vandy Titans Vans. this weekend.
2: One of the videos that I put out was a drill where the receiver kind of came off around around a tackling dummy, then had to make a catch with like an uh, a arm pad flashing in front of him. Then you turned and uh, batted away, a heavy ball thrown at you, and then got into ladders to do foot drills. And he was just having trouble making the catch with the, with the arm pad flashing in front of him. Um, and then he fell out. I, I said fell out because nobody was going to waste a question asking about an injury for a tryout guy. But he wasn't around later. I don't think he's getting signed.
0: Yeah, he's clearly not. I, I am surprised that he didn't catch on somewhere and has not been more consistent based on I, I what too. we saw he had in college. good
2: college, college career.
0: Um, Ryan Kerrigan signs with the Eagles. He uh, apparently the three teams that were most interested in Ryan Kerrigan, pass rusher from Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, not the Tennessee Titans. Which leads to this discussion: Are they okay with Dupree and Landry and Weaver and Roberson, or do we think that they'll be in the mix down the road for a Who's Houston that? or an Ingram? Right? I don't like,
2: know, Houston, to me, is more expensive than Kerrigan based on, uh, based on his production last year. He played a lot more snaps than Kerrigan. Yeah. Ingram, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're in the mix for those guys. I don't know that they were ever in the mix for Kerrigan. I was in the mix for Kerrigan. I really like the idea of Kerrigan. Right?
0: I mean, I, I cannot I, I help but look at put. the depth chart and think they're One an injury, injury away, away from being right where, right they, were where they were last were. year at the position. And that's no knock on Dupree, who's coming off the ACL, uh, he's an exceptional player, and you overpay for those types of players in free agency. Harold Landry, uh, if he plays well and, and and gets hurt because he's been healthy, if he gets hurt and drops off, um, they have Weaver step up in his spot, and then they have Roberson back to playing the role he was last year, which was not very good. Uh, the are yeah, one is a injury concern. away
2: from being reliant on Weaver – who's got a court hearing on October 5th and who we have no I mean Another, it's a fourth round draft
0: pick right and I don't want I'm not going to pretend like they have a bunch of monopoly money sitting around and there's no salary cap structure there is I mean they, they have monetary decisions to make based on the cap that they're presented with for 2021 but for a, a defense that was desperate on third down to find any semblance of a pass rush uh, for a secondary last year that has been completely overhauled to this year's version they're going to need a, a, a lot of, you know, we, we rip hockey for saying puck luck. They need injury luck on their side to begin the season. They don't have a bye week until week 13. And then right out of the gate, they're facing some mobile quarterbacks that are going to extend plays. They have to be on the hoof. And they can't, they can't right now afford to have an injury to any one no. of these four players. They've added a premier guy
2: in Dupree, but like you said, he's coming off an ACL. They added a fourth-round pick, who you're optimistic about, but he's got this legal sure. thing hanging over his head. And after that, nothing. Nothing. So, you know, you need some numbers there to give you and some There are teams confidence.
0: that have worse depth. There are teams that have much better depth. But this, we're, we're basing it off of last year where they are really needing to improve. They went out added a lot
2: made, of corner depth. They didn't yeah. go and add a lot of outside
0: linebackers. And, and they're younger. They should be better at corner. But... It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. It's the chicken or the egg. Do you go with pass rush or defensive? But do you start in the back end or the front end or overhauling your defense? Uh, the Titans need help in both areas, and they've done that well in the secondary on paper. When I look on paper here, I like Dupree and Landry. I like the idea of what Rashad Weaver can be, but one injury away or a hamstring away, uh, and I'm not. I'm not even trying to act like you know a, a season-ending injury. I'm. I'm. I'm just simply discussing an injury that could keep you out for four or five weeks,
1: or make you not 100 uh, percent when you're back. Uh, they a, don't a believe a third going. or
0: a quarter of your season. Um, then, then they're really hampered, and you're out looking and combing the free agent wire, which is not going to be that good. And
2: look, we, we can say this. Uh, I mean, we're saying this, and we're in agreement on this. Uh, and and you can go further than this and say, well, never mind. Beyond Weaver. They don't have a number two receiver or a number three receiver. Right, if you're right. optimistic about Josh Reynolds, they don't have a number one tight end.
0: How different does number eighty one look? Yeah, it, this looks, year? it
2: looks weird. It's John on. Johnny Smith
0: uh, no longer on this team, and it's uh, on McMath. Racy
2: McMath. <laughs>
0: McMath is wearing eighty one. Eighty one's gonna be playing a lot more special teams <laughs> in twenty twenty
2: one. Yeah, if he's on the roster.
0: <laughs> Any other uh, news or notes that just?
2: Well, Naquan Jones is the only defensive lineman. Right, So he got a ton of one-on-one time with Terrell Williams and the new uh, assistant defensive line, line coach Kanetchi Daisy. Mm. Sh- Shane Bowen was even over there some. So, you know, you'd like for a defensive line to be working with a defensive line. But if you're alone, I mean, he got three days of great work. Uh, with with a position coach that gives him a, a leg up on earning, uh, earning, earning a roster spot. Or, and I brought or, up last role. night,
0: I was asked uh, on, on Channel 5 by John Burton and Steve Lehman, they said, hey, what who's a undrafted player to keep an eye on? I mentioned Naquan Jones. Because of the position that he's playing, we, we just discussed pass rush depth. Naquan Jones is a run stopper. He's going to play the shade technique on the line of scrimmage. He's not as thick as Thierry Tart. But he's, what, 6'3", 320 pounds-ish, uh, maybe a little more and than that. And they're
2: thin at that spot, nose.
0: He's a gap filler. and for it, Exactly. After you look at the nose spot and you see who's there, he. I'm not saying he makes the roster in May. He's not done that. No. But is he a player that could stick around for a while? Is he a, 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 a guy that's up and down uh, the roster? Uh, to me he fits the mold of that.
2: Yeah, I think he'd have a leg up on a practice squad, particularly if they're uh, at 16. And there's no word on
0: undrafted 16 undrafted out of uh, Michigan State. Uh, Naquan Jones, from Daquan to, to Naquan. Naquan Jones.
1: When we come back, I'm close to adding someone to the enemies list for the first time. Name number 1 on the enemies list. His name is David?
0: No. Oh, it's not David Reed. Okay. We'll find or out. Or David Who, David. Or David David. From we'll the find YouTube out. Chat. Famous from the who YouTube Who could chat. potentially make the enemies list for one Chad It's Whitrow. exciting. I don't even uh, know who it the is. The clipboard is here. It's two Chads left. Get very
1: angry with Twitter right now. Very angry.
0: Chad, how dare you? See, he was wh- angry this that is day. This
1: is where we will uh, take a tweet and make it our first call and <laughs> show history. You know what, though? Make everyone happy and let them know about Renner's Warehouse. Well, Renner's Warehouse can make you happy because it can help your financial situation and they can do so in a number of ways. Go to rwnashville.com or call 615-398-9550, and they can let you know about the upfront program going on right now with renters warehouse. Get the most out of your real estate investment by receiving a full year of rent paid upfront. Sounds too good to be true, but it's not. That's up to a year of rent payments in your pocket right now. By giving you your money upfront, renters warehouse helps minimize risk and provides financial flexibility so you can build long term wealth. Renter's Warehouse Nashville's leader in property management is the only company providing upfront rent. The upfront rent program is available for a limited time. Call Renter's Warehouse Nashville. You can see the number at 615 398 9550 or visit rwnashville.com. That's rwnashville.com to see if you qualify. Do it the Renter's Warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent
0: today. Chad? Potentially adds to the enemy's list. This is the face of an angry man. Next on Outkick 360. Wrapping up things from Studio G in Nashville, Tennessee. Blackbird Studios, our location. Thanks for joining us for our Monday edition of Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. And thank you for subscribing to the new YouTube channel. (laughs) Search us out at OutKick360 on YouTube. You can find the podcast wherever you download your podcast. And right now, 30% off of the VIP membership at OutKick (laughs) by subscribing to YouTube. Go to YouTube.com. You can get exclusive access like I just had to Paul's head there in the frame.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I laugh at uh, both of you guys (laughs) because Paul will constantly put his hand (laughs) in Hutton's shot, and then I'll see Hutton's hand occasionally, but (coughs) Hutton will catch it. When he starts to grab his coffee and his hand's in my shot and he'll pull it back. Oh, well. Paul's completely oblivious. I was oblivious. completely unaware. Completely oblivious every time. Sometimes
0: <laughs> we'll go to the single shot with Chad and you'll, you'll just see my hand reach over and yeah, i quickly move it back. Yes. Sorry, uh, speaking Interesting of, of Chad's camera, where, Chad, where, yeah. speaking of your camera, mm-hmm. you look into this camera to my yeah. right and you let everyone know what's in your hand and why.
1: This is the enemies <laughs> list of the Outkick 360 right here. Uh, Jake. Popoff, our um, I did pronounce that correctly, right? Yeah, Jake Popoff, our production assistant this summer, asked me during the break, so what is the enemies list and who goes goes on the enemies list? The enemies list is a list of our enemies. You need a piece of enemies. And you paper. go on it if you insult us in some way that we find reprehensible.
2: You need a piece of paper on and it.
1: And then it'll go on this list right here. Well, I don't need a piece of paper on it right now because I considered putting someone on the enemies list right now but they're not worthy of the enemy's list. Wow. So they're not going on there. But let me read you a tweet <laughs> because Ricky in West End said he would have called in, but he can't. So he was tweeting, and he's saying that I completely whiffed on my college baseball argument of the games not being on TV, not being a good thing for the sport. And he said I missed his point entirely. So I'm going to let you guys be the okay, judge. Good. Here are the tweets yesterday from Ricky. The game was on the ESPN platform. This isn't 2005 watching a pirated local feed through white noise and buffering. (laughs) The boomer mentality is pretending like not using your Comcast remote lessens the experience. I'm not a Comcast customer, first and foremost. Are you saying Netflix series aren't as successful because they aren't on TV? This is the equivalent of the boomer saying Netflix or Amazon originals aren't TV shows or movies. That is not the equivalent of that at all. Of course, these are TV series and movies that are on these platforms. But let me give you an inter- entertainment example, Ricky, since you want to make it into an entertainment one. Mayor of Easttown is currently running on HBO and HBO Max. Do you know why Mayor of Easttown with Kate Winslet airs on HBO every Sunday night, then they put it on HBO Max? Because it's better to have both, two, better than one. Let me break it down to you simply. When you can go on TV and streaming, <laughs> It's beneficial to your product. It's why the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL playoffs, all sports that are profitable put their products and their biggest games on TV and streaming options. Do you see how that works? Do you see how it's very simple what I'm saying to you? It is better to be on both. It's why the biggest events are on television also. Regardless of what you want to say, because you're too cheap to spend money on cable, cable TV and television matters. I don't care what cord cutters say. 20 years from now, maybe there is no cable, and then it won't matter. But right now, college baseball is still a niche sport because number one can play number four in a three-game series with three games decided by one run and exactly, more math for you, one of those games is on television. That is not good for your sport. Did I make myself clear in my argument? Do you guys understand what I'm saying?
0: I completely I agree with you.
1: I understood. Did I, did I misconstrue his argument in what no. he was
0: saying? Uh, well, his argument was you can, you can be a... I, I think he, he was trying to make the point. You can be a hit, pardon the pun. Streaming. You can be a hit at streaming only. But the, the difference is there no. is a validation... If you're on an ESPN platform, to being on ESPN or ESPN Two, and if there was another college baseball game on, which you say they were showing other games, if they're showing other games over number one versus number four. That makes no sense. That and they're showing Spikeball. Spikeball is ESPN Plus worthy. Uh, but,
1: but but comparing when you when Ricky starts to try to get in these mental gymnastics and <clears throat> comparing Ozark to a sporting a live sporting event. For instance, on Netflix and versus what makes a hit yeah. and what doesn't, you're losing the argument because I would ask risk, Ricky, name one major sport that's a major moneymaker in America that is streaming only. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. That's only streamed live. You that's go, no television go. deal. Not, their biggest games aren't on TV, they're only streaming. You go to TV first for live sports. Thank yeah. You. Thank you. But What's he doesn't that? make the enemies' list. I actually do kind of like Ricky also. I do, too. We've hung out with well, him at Ricky's great. Good uh, he's a good, he's a good guy to show. converse with on these yeah. things. So he will not go on the enemies' list. But it will be a special occasion when we all have to vote together on who's going to be the first on the enemies' list.
2: Top four of uh, the new baseball poll, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Texas, Tennessee. So Tennessee
1: didn't move from four. I'm surprised Vandy didn't move after losing two out of three to Ole Miss. Over the over weekend.
0: I am stunned that you guys know this much about college baseball standing. I'm I, just seeing, I'm just seeing you a know, tweet. You know how I know that, Hutton? I couldn't tell you how many Tennessee won against Arkansas.
1: Hutton, do you know how I know that? Because I watched Channel 5 and Steve Lane <laughs> tell me that last night. And now what Hutton is telling me is I don't need to be watching that and getting all the info. I just need to watch his segment, which now I'll start doing. It's good to know that I don't have to watch the whole thing. You I'll don't. just watch Hutton on there.
0: You don't have to. I, um, I
1: saw the highlights of Tennessee, Arkansas. And I saw the highlights of Andy Ole Miss because I watched the. Oh,
0: I saw the highlight. The I mean, I, know, I know the Vols won a game. I just I couldn't tell you if All they won. I, the, the only series highlight I or saw was ranked. the
2: coaches arguing behind the plate after the game was
0: over. Uh, yes. Um, yeah, I know more about Vitello's comments that Chad sent me than I do the actual result of college baseball. <laughs> and I, I couldn't tell you the other top four other than Tennessee, I want that and Vandy, to happen during
2: sure. the game so I could see somebody tossed.
0: Um, Guys, we need a show bet tonight. Are we taking the Preds money line? I'm no. pulling up. That's why I'm doing on my plus, phone right now. Plus,
1: I'm not. Plus, what? What are we plus on that? Oh, uh, it's there? only
0: plus one forty-eight. No, that's not enough.
1: I do not believe in the Preds tonight. Taking uh taking Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> not
0: that boy. Yeah. So it's Carolina. Uh, Money line minus 176 or minus a goal and a half. We can take the Preds plus a goal and a half.
1: I think what I'm telling you, Hutton, is I'm done betting with my heart because <laughs> that's got me in the position that's I'm fine. in. Right that's now. fair. Yeah, I'm not and my betting mind Preds says tonight. Carolina.
2: I'm not betting Preds tonight. What do you got on uh, Braves, Yanks, O's?
0: Uh, well, Freed's Games on the mound for the Braves. We will be watching
2: because we'll be watching the Freed's,
0: Freed's on the mound for the Braves, and I. Bet on him last week, and he really let me down. They, they played tonight at home against the Mets. I'm They've telling you, Walker the Braves, the for New York.
1: it's exactly what I said would happen. They get closer and closer to 500, even getting there at times, and they go on a losing streak. They won two in a row. They got one game away from 500. They lose yesterday.
2: Garrett Cole over 10.5 strikeouts at the Rangers. Rangers strike out a lot.
0: Chad, uh, there's Paul again with the strikeout. Plus he loves that with FanDuel. You'll love FanDuel as well. FanDuel.com slash OK360. Great odds, but better props for you. New, new users right now. Up to $1,000 is what you can wager on your first bet. You can get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you lose your first bet with FanDuel Sportsbook. I, I love Chad saying here. When you see something like this, you have to ask yourself, why have I not already done this? Try FanDuel Sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash OK360. What are you waiting
1: on? I mean, it's free money we're offering up here at FanDuel. I mean, we now, like I'm actually part of FanDuel. I'm not. But I'm telling you, you've got to take advantage I of this offer. I want
2: to learn more. I don't know why I, you I, haven't done it. I, I want to be you able, you able to talk directly. To, <laughs> no, I want to be able to talk directly to FanDuel because I wanted to do Yankees money line, Cole over 10.5 and a half in the first inning to be scoreless but it won't let the first inning to be scoreless parlay. And I I just want to understand why it won't let certain things be
1: part of the same-game parlay. I get really intrigued when I try to bet on something live, Mm. and it locks up when I do it. And I'm always thinking, what do they know? What's going on in this game? What weird activity is happening on this game, or what big pivotal moment happened right now? Is there a home run in the air in this game I'm trying to bet live on where they freeze it? In that moment, as the balls hit every time, I get very suspicious as to what's going on when a game locks up like that. I'd like to see the people at the controls with that. Yeah, someone's just watching an Orioles Twins game. Hard <laughs> contact it off the line. Deep fly off. ball. Boom, shuts it down. Can't bet on it. right A
0: behind-the-scenes like show of live betting. Uh, yeah, of, of be what it's like to be in the like the staff involved with all of that, with every game on, and how you're monitoring that.
1: You're listening to a in lot real of Hamilton time. soundtrack, the in real thing Well, I mean, imagine if you're the person that's in charge of watching one one or two games and you miss you I'm miss sure it's I know it's all game. digital and I'm sure it's all some sort of algorithm, but if it was an actual person that had to update the odds or do something to update the score and they missed it for an inning. Or, or two or imagine in the lag time of how the odds would be, you know, a team's down four and they hit a grand slam and it doesn't update. So you're betting big money on plus eight hundred and
0: fifty. And you're giving up millions to your company because you didn't update it in time? Or imagine if FanDuel happened me, to be like OutKick and hire Sleepy Danny.
1: <laughs> that's a possibility. There yeah, certain jobs. By the way, a, certain a, docu- jobs he's not getting. <laughs> a documentary about Sleepy Dan falling asleep at the wheel and costing his company millions is something I watch. And a message for Ricky. If I watched it, it would be on both TV and streaming because that's how entertaining it would be because it would make money. And that's what you do when you make money. You put things on television and streaming, which that documentary would be on. Chad's still hammering.
0: Hey, more power to him on that. And and I will tell you, Ricky can do a lot worse and still not make the enemies list of the show as a season ticket holder. Ricky's not on the enemies list. It's beautiful. I can't wait to find out who number one will be. That will be a grand occasion.
1: I don't know. It'll It'll be be more of the first. This will be the debut of the enemies list than a number one. Because I think we could probably re-rank.
2: Oh, after oh some yeah, time. no, the first enemy, not the number one. Enemy. Correct.
0: Yeah, and we'll pass along a special deal as we wrap up, going on for 360 and season ticket holders. The new YouTube channel available, Outkick 360. Search it out there in the top bar. By doing so, you can then go to outkick.com/vip360. Outkick.com/vip360. Thirty percent off the VIP membership. For Outkick VIP, just by subscribing. There's there you go. Just by subscribing to YouTube. Fun show today. We are back at it tomorrow. Big thanks to the entire staff, David Reed for making the show happen, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, and others. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Follow us uh, there as well. And we hope you'll like, subscribe, share on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Shout out Becca Risley for making the show happen as well. Uh, and she's back tomorrow, I think, right? Which means David Reed's back in studio with us. Yeah, you,
2: David Reed.
0: Reed is back with us tomorrow. Cannot wait for that as he's been pulling some double duty. Uh, down the hall, as we like to say here at, at Blackbird Studio and Blackbird Academy. And
1: shout out to Jake, our production assistant. Jake was great. his debut. Doing a Strong great job. Strong
0: debut. Jake was great. Join us for the Tuesday edition. We start at noon Eastern right here across the Outkick network.
2: In the meantime, do not block the box, and please lock your locks.
0: Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.